So the first kids that are up will be our little kids. It's a new class that we started in September. I was pretty excited about it. Um, I love this age because they are so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We're actually working through a Bible. It's this Bible. And what we do is we just go over the stories. And we focus on the stories. And um, to me, that's really important. I feel like it's a, a building blocks, you know, building blocks for their, as they get into the big, you know, the big Bible or whatever. And so just laying a, trying to lay a foundation with them. But we've only, um, we've started in September, so we've only been working with them for a few months. We're going to sing two songs for you, and then they're going to um, say one of the memory verses they've been working on. And they've, we've got three verses down so far, so... Um, if my little kids will come up, so that's Levi, Reed, Quaid, Graham, and Dalton. Will you guys come on up? Go on up. The first song they will sing is, um, he's got the whole world in his hands. And uh, I know that's such a simple song, but if you really think about the lyrics and the words, it really has some profound theology in it. You know, God is always with us, and he can take care of our problems, no matter what they are. Okay, are you guys ready?
love these guys. They are they are so excited to learn about Jesus. They they the Holy they're so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It's just neat to see what um, just how attentive they are in in this class. So um, all right. So now my older kids will come up. So why don't you guys come on? And I just want to say thank you to Amanda and Joe. They were my helpers with this class. And then Michelle will be my helper as well. So thank you guys for, not helpers, they're the teachers. But thank you. I appreciate you guys. All right, it's a little packed, but we can do it. Um,
Jesus' birth was miraculous. He was born of a virgin. Angels herald his birth, and shepherds witnessed the newborn king. The long-awaited promise finally came. God would dwell amongst men. She will give birth. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. As Jesus grew, he found favor with both God and man. His cousin, John the Baptist, went before him, calling people to repent of their sins. Jesus was baptized by John to be an example for us. He was then tempted in the desert. After his resistance to temptation, he began to minister to the people around him. He healed the sick, cast out demons, and preached to the poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Jesus taught with everyday objects and parables so that people who wanted to learn could know his truths. The parable of the rich man and Lazarus reminds us not to seek temporal things, but eternal things, because they last. The parable of the unforgiving servant reminds us to be merciful, so that we will be shown mercy. The parable of the four soils reminds us that a poor spirit is the one who will inherit the earth. The parable of the good Samaritan reminds us who our neighbor is, and to love them. Love the Lord your God with all your soul all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. 27. The penalty of our sin is death. Only another death could clear us of our sin. The hour came when it was time to finish his mission on earth. Jesus took a punishment he did not deserve. By his death, he cleared us of our sin. For the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life. His great love for us overshadowed the pain and suffering he would go through. The Father's great love for us, oh, he would watch his son go through. Love abounds for mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. But on the third day, a day that will never be forgotten, a day that is our victory, on the third day he rose again. Death had no hold over him. Sin in the grave was conquered because of his great love. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. 
But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus stayed on earth and visited his disciples about 50 more days. In that time, he gave them instructions to take this good news all over the world. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Those words still ring true to us. We are to be lights in a lost world, showing people the hope that we have through Jesus, living out the good news. I'm a big believer in kids and ministry now. I think that God gives us all gifts, and even as children, um, I, we should start developing them. So uh, they participate in uh, kids' church. They do um, activities or things that are part of the service, and they also um, we are doing puppets. And so um, they did this perfor- they did this puppet show on pumpkin extravaganza. That's, and so I, but we wanted to show you again. So again, basically this was a review of what we've studied this um, year about Jesus. We really focused on Jesus' life. Um, we started with his birth, and then we went through his ministry. I really focused on the Beatitudes because, man, that's just some profound teaching. Um, and so uh, today we looked at the Beatitudes and the parables. We looked at them in Jesus' life, you know, and, and Jesus practiced what he preached. You know, he was, he was legit, and that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so, but anyway, and then we, we worked through Acts. We were, we we're working through Acts right now. We were talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how, um, how the Holy Spirit gives us boldness to be witnesses. And, and so, uh, just this is how the, the, our play kind of worked through, just so you can kind of see, you know, be a light to our world. Um, so, uh, Josie is going to come and speak today. Um, she's going to, um, follow up in Acts chapter 10. And anyway, I really appreciate Josie. She's pretty awesome. She has such a tender heart towards God. and the whole. Um, it's just neat to see how God has worked in her life and just the neat lady she's becoming. So she and Trevor help me a lot in kids' church, and then they also do Sunday school every week. That's pretty awesome for some teenagers. And, and they send me their sermons on Saturday just so I can go over them, and that's, I think that's pretty cool for a teenager to be working on a sermon on Saturday instead of going out with their friends. Hello, how cool is that? So um, I just thank you, Josie. Yes, and I'll pray for you before you start. Jesus, thank you for Josie, God. I thank you for her heart. Lord, I just pray that you would be with her. Um, help her, uh, anoint her, God, minister through her, and just help her have clarity of mind and, and clarity, of, clarity of speech. In Jesus' name. Oh, good morning. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Josie Stewart, and I've been going to here for about two years now. And I've been lucky enough to have Tara start training me to hopefully become a kid's pastor someday in in my own church where I go to. And we're blessed to have her, and I really think we should be very thankful for her. Um, Today I'm going to be talking out of Acts 10, 34 through 47, but before I go into it, I'm going to recap what's going on before I go into this. Um, 
we see a man named Cornelius in Caesarea, and he is a very devout Christian to God. He's a God-fearing man, and he's also seen as an Italian regiment. And God sends Cornelius a vision, and he tells him to go and retrieve Peter from Joppa to come and preach a message that God has laid on him. And so an angel comes to Cornelius, and the angel tells him that. And so Cornelius obeys him, and he sends men out to Joppa to retrieve Peter. Well, while the men are going to Joppa, Peter becomes hungry, and before his meal is prepared, he falls into a trance. And Peter has his own vision, and he has a vision of the heavens opening as a, as a four-cornered sheet and animals coming, animals coming down out of them. And... A voice talks to Peter and says, get up, kill, and eat. And Peter says, no, Lord, I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. And the voice replies again, do not call anything God has made impure or unclean. So this happens three more times, and Peter awakes from this vision, and he's utterly confused. But the Holy Spirit tells him that there's men at his gate. So he goes down and he meets the men who Cornelius sent to him at the gate, and they tell him that Cornelius sent for him, that he needs to come back to Caesarea. So he, he follows them back, and um, when Cornelius sees them, he kneels down to Peter, and he says, and Peter says to Cornelius, get up, I'm just human as you are. And so Cornelius gets up, and Peter says to Cornelius, you realize by Jewish law that I shouldn't be talking to you right now, that I'm not supposed to talk to Gentiles or visit Gentiles, that it's against the law. But because God has opened my eyes and my vision, no one is impure or unclean because God has made them. And so then Peter goes to ask Cornelius, so why have you brought me here? And Cornelius says, well, God told me to bring you here because he has laid a message on you that he wants you to preach. And so in Acts 10:34. I'll be reading the New International Version. If you want to follow along or you can listen, you can. But Acts 10.34, 1034. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message, message of God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of the peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judah, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in that country, of the Jews in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify he is the one whom God has appointed as a judge over the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. So in this passage we see God shows no favor over any other man. All who fear him and do what is right will be accepted. And then Peter tells us of how Jesus died on the cross. And not the whole world saw it, but just a few witnesses. Like Acts 10:41-42 says, He was not seen by all people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. By us who drank, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. 
he commanded us to preach to the living, to, I mean, to the people, and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge, judge of the living and the dead. I believe here this gives us an example to be the witnesses and disciples that God had attended those men to be. He wants us to be witnesses of the wonderful things he has done and to go out and tell people about it and to tell people who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Like Acts 10.43 says, All prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And that is so true. If you believe that Jesus died on the cross and was raised again in your heart and in your body, you will be saved through him. So as I go on, Acts 10, 44 through 47. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on, and all who heard the message, the Jewish believers who had come with Peter, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on even the Gentiles, for they were speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So the Holy Spirit falls on just not falls just not on the Jewish believers, and this astonishes them. And once again this shows that God doesn't favor one man or another. That they believed in Jesus Christ, it didn't matter their nationality, it just mattered on the true intentions of their heart. Then Peter says in Acts 1047, surely no one can stand in the way of them being water baptized. They received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And when he says no one can stand in their way, it's just like no one can stand in my way or in your way. We all can find that way to Jesus. We're all the same. We all sin and we all make mistakes. But we have a gracious God who so long ago put his son on that cross to die to save us of our sins so that one day we can go to heaven and to be with him. So many years ago, that little baby that was born in a manger, he didn't know it yet, but we didn't know it either, but God knew that that baby was going to be the Savior and Lord of all the nations. And Jesus is what the true meaning of Christmas is. And this season, I hope we can all remember that. He's the true meaning. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So our service basically is about Jesus. We want to, just his life, what he's done for us, his birth, obviously that's what we celebrate Christmas for. And uh, I know how hectic, I was talking to Nancy this morning, how hectic life gets during this time, this season, on top of everything else that we have. And, and just making time to spend in his presence is so important and, and um just allowing him to work in your life, work through you, and be a light to people around you. And you never know who God's going to use you to touch. Um, so, as you go, well, um, so uh, just as you go from this place, think about that.